The first word is crack. Right. We saw. Well, no, I think honestly, it's because she's always showing her crack. So she probably had cocaine in her crack. And that's crack why the co- officer yeah. in some oh. bumfuck town in Minnesota was like, oh, that's crack cocaine right there. <laughs> I'm sorry. In Missouri, we always list the location we found the drugs and then the drugs. So you have crack marijuana. You have crack cocaine. You ever have that titweed? That's illegal in Missouri. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Bam, bam, bam. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. I'm not a whore. And Juice. Yeah, I'm the monkey. We sound different still because the coronavirus has us recording remotely. Boo. We hope everybody is healthy and safe. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Juice, what's this month's theme? This month is going to be a lot of fun, Jay. We're getting into Razzie Berry Beret, baby. All those movies that won Razzies. And they have to particularly have won. We've watched (laughs) a lot of these already, actually. Going through the nominated ones, I was like, oh my, I (laughs) am too familiar with a lot of this. This is just my DVD library. (laughs) So last week, we finished up Destination Shitty Cinema with Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Casey. You said you got a big library. What are you going to bring for us with this new month? Starting out Razzie Month, I wanted to bring a film as soon as I saw it on the list, I knew I knew it had this was a big part of my TV movie childhood. 1995's Showgirls. I have seen the VH1 cut of this so many times. Did you see your movie childhood? Yes. That's not This came out in 1995. Yeah. Okay, Casey, we can't get into your corner quite yet because first we're gonna need an elevator pitch. Shaped who I am. Fuck you. We know. (laughs) So you have just got the opportunity to go back to Kyle McLaughlin's place, right? Oh, my God. I know, right? He's like 40 years old, and he's that old man hot, and he's got it. That is young, but I'll take it. Go on. Yep. What do you do? Of course, you get naked in the pool. That's the only thing that you have to do at Kyle McLaughlin's house. So he follows suit. He gets naked, brings in some champagne, you doing drinks, you're getting at it, you start going at it heavy, and all of a sudden, you realize you're being electrocuted. Little did you know, Kyle's penis is actually riddled with electricity. Um, Okay, I knew he had a Pikachu dick. Go on. (laughs) I knew it. Pikachu! So you got about 10 seconds before the electricity fries your brain. You're going to have to sell us this movie. That's all I'll need. A deranged nail tech hooks her way to Vegas to find showgirl glory. Instead, makes Paul Atreides come in his pants and burns every bridge before leaving for L.A. Eight, Eight seconds. seconds. Wow. wow. And you Case. really took us right through. You stripped that, that movie bare. <laughs> oh. Case, that was a revealing elevator pitch. Thank you. I went but full I... frontal on it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I go great. over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched? Well, you can try, but go on. All right, showgirls. Plane tickets to Vegas are expensive, so our main character, Nomi Malone, is a drifter hitchhiking her way there. 
Too bad she gets picked up by a creepy wannabe Elvis in a pickup truck who steals her suitcase, which contains all her worldly belongings. The flight is $99 through Spirit. (laughs) It's not a lot of money. And this is 95, so... Right. She can literally lay down in the fucking plane and smoke. It's 1995. (laughs) Well, right, and I... I'd like to say that Nomi has her fucking wits about her, but at no point in Showgirls does Nomi commit herself to acting reasonably. No, not once. Right, because Nomi, Nomi begins... No is in her name. <laughs> <laughs> we begin with Nomi smashing a stranger's car with her fists, and that stranger, Molly, buys her lunch and then immediately invites her to move in, even though she throws a fucking temper tantrum during lunch. Almost well, gets herself killed. Right, she did... I mean, beat up her car, then barf, and then try to commit suicide. So she <laughs> kind of realized, like, hey, maybe this person's a little on edge and needs some help. Yeah, well, obviously Molly is a good person, and I don't know, maybe we could also chalk it up to bad writing? Uh, no, I would argue no, that. No. This was okay, incredible okay. writing. Go all right, on. all right. Nomi wants to be a showgirl, but she settles for stripping at Cheetah's. This, you know, seedy kind of fucking place tucked in the back alley off a strip where the booze is cheap and the VD is included with the cover charge. It's not that Oh, seedy. yep. I've been there. <laughs> Just saying. Been to a Don't lot sit seedier. down. Molly, however, is a costume designer for the mm-hmm. showgirls at the Stardust Casino, which is, you know, the big casino on the strip. And the star of Stardust Show is the magnificent, magnanimous Crystal, who is mm. played by a delicious and excellently fucking coked out Gina Gershon. She is everything. I think they were actually doing coke on that set. I mean, they were in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Well, Molly brings Nomi back to meet Crystal, who is so impressed with her tits, she goes to Nomi's strip club, Cheetah, to see them again. So Uh Crystal brings her boyfriend, Zach, with her, and he's the entertainment director at the Stardust, Mm -hmm. and pays Nomi $500 to give Zach a lap dance. That's, That's Time out. Say his name. What is who is Zach? Zach is Kyle McLaughlin. And and we'll we will surely talk about that lap dance. Let's oh, let's not spoil really wanna... ourselves. We don't want to come too early with that. Oh, oh. come on. He was right on time. Oh come on. Hey, nobody got time. Come on. You All have right. one song. Right. <laughs> Love isn't always on time. Because of this, Nomi gets to audition for Goddess and finally realizes her dream of becoming a showgirl. Yeah. (laughs) Crystal and Zach vie for Nomi's attention because her tits are nice, I guess. Crystal wants to make Nomi her understudy, but when Nomi starts fucking Zach behind her back, things start to get fucking sour. Eventually, it escalates until Nomi fucking pushes Crystal down a flight of stairs, prematurely ending Crystal's career. Nomi then takes over as the star of Goddess. Yep, because when you almost murder somebody, you get rewarded. Yeah, yeah, and reasonably, again, we talked about Molly earlier, the only reasonable character. Well, this fucking causes a problem with her because she's the only goddamn reasonable character in the movie, right? And so even though everybody thinks that it's an accident, Molly saw Nomi push her. Right, but but so so Nomi wants to make it up to Molly and brings her to this party to hang out with her favorite musician. Turns out he's a fucking piece of shit and gang rapes her in a dark turn that really just sucks the fun out of the movie, according to Paul Verhoeven, the director. Yeah. It could have really been implied. 
We didn't. We didn't need to see it. I. Fuck. God, I hate this movie. Nomi tries to go to the cops, and Zach reveals that he knows Nomi's real name, Polly, and her background, and will ruin her if she does. So instead, Molly just fucking gets medieval on the musician, beating his ass, and then visits Molly in the hospital, apologizing for being a dick. This is literally the only redeeming scene for Nomi in the movie. No, because it's not redeeming. <laughs> she only okay. kicked this shit out of thing. one of her rapists, not all three. She should have shot the other two in the Jesus. guts. And <laughs> fucking movie. All right, it's the only decent thing she does. Then Nomi goes and visits Crystal and confesses that, you know, oh, she pushed her down the flight of stairs, but Crystal's like, hey, it's all good because I did the same thing years ago and I got this sick settlement. So I think I'm going to take a time out for a she, while. It's the fucking G, yo. I don't know if that's G. That's just, I guess, you know. That's how you retire. Yeah. Yeah. You get pushed down a flight of stairs one day and you get some cards and flowers. Crystal, showing off her kind nature, offers to forget the whole thing for just a sweet-ass makeout session. So after making out, (laughs) Nomi gets back to drifting and hitchhikes her ass out of Vegas toward Los Angeles. Oh, none of it mattered. Man, I've seen this movie so many times, and I completely forgot that kiss scene at the end. (laughs) How could you? Was it good for you? I know. It was, I I felt bad about myself. I was like, what the fuck? My heart broke for Crystal. Uh Uh-huh. So on Nomi's way out, she manages to catch the same guy that ripped her off in the beginning, bringing the audience around a full spin on the pole. The move. Showgirls ends the way it began with nobody really learning anything. And I should say that this is half of the movie that Shitty Cinema watched because the other half of the movie is just a bad Skinamax softcore porno or sex without penises. Yeah, no, I I, I got to give it to you, though. Everybody, you know, nobody learned anything. Jay, I learned a lot. Yeah, it's what like did you turtles learn? all the way down, or like a cinematic um, human centipede. It is Razzie Berry Beret Month, so it's only natural to talk about all of the Razzies that Showgirls won. And Showgirls is fourth all time for most Razzies with seven wins. Jesus. What's first? Good job. Jack and Jill. <laughs> I want to yeah. see- Oh my God, I hope someone brings that this month because I've been <laughs> dying to see that. 10 on the board for Jack and Jill. Wow. But a strong 7 and Razzie of the decade for Showgirls, which that might count for 2. I don't know. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, getting a secondary, a special award for worst of the decade, especially for the 90s, man. So probably unsurprisingly, Showgirls won worst picture, but also... But maybe a little bit more interestingly, it did win Worst Director, and Paul Verhoeven, the director, who's not a shitty fucking director, by the way, was the first director to go and accept his Razzie. Wow. Listen, I thought he did wonderful directing. (laughs) The scene after Nomi pushes Crystal down the stairs and Crystal's wheeled out into the ambulance and everybody's leaving... The long hold on her face as it slowly zooms in with her clownish-like makeup with the mm-hmm. lights, the lighting just making her look like a ghoul, and she slowly smiles. 
I would love to see Elizabeth Berkeley play the fucking Joker. I said it when we watched it, and bitch, you I'll did. say it again. I think she'd be great. That manic energy with just like that dark malice, that cloak of malice around her. Right. I'm really I confused loved it. now. Well, that's why she won the Razzie for fucking worst actress. She in was Showgirls. not bad. I think she was fucking. Perfect. I think she was. She was amazing. She I was actually perfect. brings up a good point. I'm really confused. I don't know. Would I be turned on by a female Joker? Yes. I, like yeah. <laughs> probably those would be. Tits, you sure would. Uh huh. You sure would. I mean, Is that the- a question you never thought you'd ask. Wait. Does this mean that? Does this mean that we're gonna have a male Harley Quinn? Yes, and he Ooh. is going to be a tiny twink. Wait, we get it. Five no. fourth the tallest. No, I, I do want to point out, Casey, you're a little on your own thinking that Elizabeth Berkeley's performance was this great performance. Because even the director says he basically killed her career with this yeah. movie. Yeah. I don't know that I blame that on Elizabeth Berkeley. Like looking at Paul Verhoeven's notes on this movie and then now actually thinking about like he made Starship Troopers, love it. It's the pinnacle of sci-fi missing the fucking point. He also made fucking RoboCop and Basic Instinct and one of my favorite Philip K. Dick adaptations, Total Recall, a movie I fucking love. This movie is perfect in every single way. I I don't... What do you mean by perfect? You use that word, I don't know what you fucking mean. Her character is a deranged, damaged, psychopathic hooker that has drugged and assaulted her way from New York to Las Vegas headed toward LA. She is a human hurricane with tits just making her way across. <laughs> I'll, I, you know, I'm going to bring up a point and it might be controversial. I think Tyler Durden is the same character. Just the, the villain that is the same. He doesn't really have an arc. He's just, you realize at the end as it goes on more and more how crazy he is. Nomi was the same thing. But he's also the figment of another guy's imagination. Well, we can get into that because I think this person is a figment of a real person's imagination. (laughs) And we can get into the deepities that is this film, then it might be like the ultimate fanfic. Wait, now, are you telling me that there's another version of Showgirls out there where it's her alter ego that is actually a good person who is trying to, like... Step her life up in the world. Let's return back to the Razzies. <laughs> you say this. Okay, this got the worst picture. Allegedly yeah. by the Razzies. Allegedly. <laughs> Not allegedly. <laughs> it actually picture. won. Worst picture. Worst actress. Uh, yeah. Worst on-screen couple. Uh, this is the for, one. Yeah. Worst on-screen couple for any combination of two people on screen or two body parts. Which is... A pretty goddamn good I award. Mean, I know what they're yes. talking about with the body parts because sometimes they were just close up torso scenes of like two people <laughs> violently slapping against each other in a club or on stage where I'm like, that's neither sexy nor pleasurable. Why are you doing that? Why are hey, you doing that? Hey, I found that sexy. I'm glad, but as someone with a vagina, it's like there's pelvic bones there, and you're just, like, mashing them. It's not a good look. You're going to get bruises <laughs> all over. Don't Nobody you know that, that pain equals mm. pleasure? I guess. I mean, it, it has to in this film. You said Paul Verhoeven did Total Recall and Basic Instinct? Total Recall. <clears throat> basically, yeah. 
Total Recall, Basic Instinct, RoboCop, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man. The man's got... Yeah! You know, and they're not all necessarily great movies, but they're known movies. RoboCop! Is that j- just that? Just RoboCop? RoboCop! <laughs> RoboCop! I, I have a, a very tender spot in my heart for RoboCop. That is yeah. a fantastic RoboCop, movie. great movie. Total right. Recall, not perfect. Kind no, of flawed, but, good. you know, a lot of fun. Right. Showgirls, a Star- lot of fun. Perfect. Still, you know, a really good just... Fun! Dichotomy. Oh, no. Fun's no. not a word I would use. Me either. Have right? you fun never is had like fun? Another Paul Verhoeven movie, Starship Troopers. That is culty in the fun, bad kind of way. It's it's fucking fantastic. That's fun. Showgirls is a Razzie winning mess. All right, let's. We haven't even buttoned up the Razzie, so let's get through the rest of these. Worst director for Paul Verhoeven. Worst screenplay for Joe Astorhaus. Worst new start for Elizabeth Berkley trying to <laughs> start her adult career after Saved by the Bell ended it as well and god damn it just when i think something safe worst original song right walk into the wind which is the one that's playing during the rape scene so glad they wrote something oh. original for that. right we got an original song for that scene that just should not have been here at least I they agree. didn't ruin like a george michael song or anything so that's fine <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> the original okay. song during okay. the uh, stardust performance where it just sounded like careless whisper but they changed a couple notes at the end it was like okay theirs goes i think if we're going to talk about the worst actress in a razzie award winning film elizabeth berkeley was got amazing. shit on so much she for this film. She was so good. What? And she people. caught so much flack. Yes. What? Oh my god, people were horrible to her. Yeah. They were she, horrible. She got a lot. And it's a terrible performance, don't get me wrong. But looking well, that's through arguable. No, it's yeah. not arguable. What's I wrong will with argue you that people? later. I'm going to let I'm going to let the the uh, you know, the prosecution go in first and I'm going to hit <laughs> it home. Okay. You'll see. It was it was an intentionally terrible performance because the director told her to do all of that spastic shit. And it was supposed to mean something when it turns out she was into drugs at the end of the movie, right? And it just didn't work at all. Right. She always said no to drugs until she took a like a tiny bump of coke before leaving Kyle McLaughlin's apartment. Tee-hee. Right, like every other time everyone's like, hey, you want to go to my house and get high? That was a line, and she does. A stripper's yeah. like, hey, we're all done. Do you guys like want to go smoke a big fat Thai steak with me? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, And she's like, no, thanks. I don't need drugs. No, here's the deal. She has her particular drugs that she's on, and sometimes you can't mix them. That case, when she took it in the morning, she woke up and was like, I need a little pick-me-up. Like, I don't have my fucking stash here. I'm at some strange dude's house. He's got some coke on the fucking table. Yeah, that, I'm all about that. That strange dude was Kyle McLaughlin. There's nothing strange about him. I I would say that I I think I'm getting where your your line of thinking. I would I would tweak it a little and say that coke is not a drug that she does regularly. She does those weird drugs that you like 
I'm going to snort keyboard cleaner or like do the really <laughs> fucked up shit where you're like, wow, it, it would actually be a lot cooler if you just did cocaine. Like, you know, I calm mean, down. Kyle MacLachlan reveals at the end of the movie that she was busted previously for possession of crack cocaine. Second word yeah. there is cocaine. So it's alluded to that Nomi may smoke a little crack cocaine on occasion. We it's find not that alluded out. to. It's explicitly <laughs> stated. <laughs> Very okay, explicit. but they're alluding to you guys There's said they were alluding reports. to it in her her behaviors is why she was so spastic. Oh yeah, that was that was where the performance came from, supposedly. Her mood swings were fucking legendary. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. This is in the Saved by the Bell universe. This is what? a continuation. Wait, what? Yes. So we have like four seasons of Saved by the Bell, and then they had like a Saved by the Bell University episode or okay. something, and then they had a Saved by the Bell wedding in 1994. Okay. By 1995, follow. Follow me, okay? okay? Try to do your best. Nomi says she's from back east. Jesse, after Saved by the Bell, went to mm-hmm. Columbia University in New York, New York. That's where Nomi said she was from when she was being interviewed by the lady at the Stardust when she got the job as a chorus girl. Okay. So if you remember, in season two, Jesse Spano gets hooked on caffeine pills. So could you perhaps think that maybe she never got unaddicted to pills? Maybe she let it go for a while, but when she got back east and Columbia had a lot of pressure, she started doing drugs. So she's still addicted to uppers, like in the second season, and she starts hooking her way west to start paying for shit. So that means in one year she accumulated an arrest record that is respectable for someone who is 20 years of her age to have accumulated over several years. So, yeah. Okay, but let me counter with Dave has definitely gotten lap dances from those exact same girls <laughs> with that mm-hmm. exact same arrest record by that exact same age. So, it is definitely plausible. I don't know if it supports your point or if it goes against it. I will tell you that the planned sequel was titled Bimbo's Nomi Does Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, it's it's obviously a Debbie Does Dallas thing, but like. I'm telling you, I'm in this dude's fucking head. I know exactly what this film is. I, I wouldn't see brag it. about that. I Dude, it is so much <laughs> more than you're giving it credit for. It is really... It's basically just him making a script out of all the dirty little secrets of whatever industries he's closest to. That was the plan for the next one, too. But he did it in such a way that it it does expose what fucking trash it is. It's so multidimensional. I just, ugh. Could he have done it in a way that didn't involve purposely getting an NC-17 rating and basically making softcore? I don't know. No. Dave, Dave. I think he did this intentionally. We had more tits than we had minutes in this movie. <laughs> oh, God. Juice, are you okay? Juice, everyone needs to really take a moment and step back and appreciate the blood, sweat, tears, and jizz that Juice puts into this podcast. <laughs> the titty ticker was off the charts this week. New high score. Juice, how many pairs of tits did you see? Don't think we're ever going to beat this high score. 141. Good God. Uh, hundred, and how many minutes long was this? I don't know what, an hour or two? thirty-one. Okay. More than one pair of tits in a minute. There was more tits the minute. And I'll tell you, like, this algorithm that I just created in my brain, I need to write it down because generations coming forward, they're going to have to, 
use this on the movies that I create, which is going to start with Bimbo, Nomi does Hollywood. Because I'm going to become a famous director and I'm going to pick that up and make that. Juice, is the titty-ticking algorithm a proprietary algorithm or is that open source? It's very proprietary. It comes with being Pornhub Jesus. <laughs> it's not something you're born with. It's something you perfect. You know Maybe I mean? it's Maybelline. Maybe it's masturbation. <laughs> research. We call that research around here, Juice. Good God. Okay, I got to give credit where credit's due. So I wanted to know if this movie actually made money. Because Paul yeah. Verhoeven actually bet 70% of his salary on oh, it wow. making money at an NC-17 rating. That was the deal. Like, he gets complete creative control. He gets to make an NC-17 film. And if it doesn't make money, he gets 70% off, right? So, budget of $45 million, Only $20 million at the box office. But those Doesn't, rentals. Right. Another $100 million on the home video rental market. That's impressive. That's what I'm talking about. This movie got to the core. And sure, it's hard to make a good NC-17 film. And I think that's why it got a lot of shit. But that right there proves it. That after it got out of theaters and everybody was like, I, you know, I can't take my kids to this. I got to, like, going to the fucking theater and buy this on my own volition. And then watch no, no, it no. in the fucking boiler room of my own house. What you mean is... I can't jack off in a theater to this, so I need to run it so I can jack off in the privacy of my own bedroom where I have a fucking little tiny TV with a built-in VHS player. And a tiny fridge full of Colt 45. And <laughs> 2.66. And a fresh pack of cigarettes. Because you're going to be smoking in bed to this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I don't, I don't buy that that says anything about the quality of Showgirls. Just oh, no, because a bunch all. of people rented it to J.O. to Elizabeth Berkley or okay. Gina Gershon, which I get. I get the Gina Gershon thing. She's fucking just gorgeous. You're wrong if you don't beat it to Gina Gershon. But Okay, and also I have to put in the fact that whoever played Penny, which was the new stripper when she yes. was dancing at the Cheetah, actually they were playing in, I think they made a sequel about her, didn't they? No, did they? Yeah, Penny's. Uh, yeah, something. they made a showgirl too, and I think it did star her actually. Yeah, yeah it was. What? It was Penny's. It was Penny's. Yeah, showgirls two, Penny's from heaven. Penny's from heaven. Did yeah. that win anything? My heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a camp I'm sequel to the original film. It was. Oh wow! It's the same girl who wrote, produced, edited, and directed in it, and stars in it. So Penny. From this, wrote a camp <laughs> she sequel. She gets it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't say that. I, I, I haven't watched it. Casey, you want to defend Showgirls as being so great. What is, if you had to pick something out of Showgirls that was your favorite, maybe your favorite aesthetic, what would that be? Hold on. Let me take this. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised for you. Which, which tits, Juice? Oh, by far, uh, Crystal. Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gina Gershon. Good choice. Excellent choice. I'm with you. I would Casey? say my favorite thing in this film is that Nomi pulls off the legendary sex position, the spastic eagle. The spastic <laughs> eagle? The spastic eagle. What's the spastic eagle? I'm so glad you asked. So when she's in the pool with Kyle MacLachlan and she's riding his dick and then 
flops backwards and mm-hmm. looks like she's having a seizure and also trying to like if she had tassels on her tits spin them. Yeah. What she was actually doing, she was like kind of like arms out, neck back. So a spastic eagle is when you are taking dick in assuming the vagina or if you don't have one the asshole, whatever, whatever your preference is. You're also <laughs> sucking a dick. And then you're also jerking two people off at the same time. So the motion looks like a spastic eagle. And when an eagle falls into water, it's the same motion that Nomi is doing (laughs) because it's hard for them to get out. Have you ever seen a bird get trapped in water? Four dicks. (laughs) Wait, Dave. She's jerking two, sucking one, taking one. You can't Google this yet. <laughs> you can Google it. No, no, shut your camera. Oh, I'll I'll be damned. Urban Dictionary entry with nine hundred and thirteen thumbs ups. That's a spastic I was eagle. Really expecting a blank not, page there. Nope, I'm not bullshitting you. This isn't like a Dutch wallet. This is real. This is a spastic <laughs> eagle. Okay, I totally expected okay. you to look up to look up an eagle falling into water. Casey. But you can also do that. Yes. In addition to that. How was Kyle McLaughlin? Oh, my God. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Paul Atreides. He got that taser dick. You get to see his perfect ass twice. Yeah? Is it really good? Oh, my God. It is pert. It's perky. It's soft looking. Why are you you saying no, Dave? How's how's his back? How's his back? Is it nice? Perfect. Yeah? He is perfect in every way. I'm glad you really enjoy Kyle McLaughlin's body double. <laughs> no! Nothing. <laughs> that was just cruel. You just walked her right into that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I figured, you know. Be a Damn more it! Fun this way. No, Casey, I'm with you here. I'm with you 100 percent because I was like, <laughs> "Damn, that motherfucker got a sexy ass, and he, he knows how to did. show it." What? Whose body is that? Hey, hey! So, how is that uh, showgirl's genius now? Is it a still masterpiece, Casey? It is because they wanted to make sure I saw top tier ass, and honestly, if Kyle doesn't have it, and showgirls was a warning about. You can't idolize people. You can't put people on pedestals. And I did that. Oh, it's even deeper now. (laughs) I hate you, Jay. You stole my suitcase. (laughs) Oh, man. Whose ass did I see? I don't know. Do body doubles get an IMDb listing? They should. I don't know. Elizabeth Berkeley do- body doubled for someone else. I read that in her IMDb. No, just Google it, Dave. Come on. Google Kyle you go- McLaughlin's I did. body you double. You already Googled I did, but it just Eagle. keeps leading back to the same body, to the same page I got that from. What's sad is Elizabeth Berkeley only got paid a hundred grand for this. Uh huh. When they made a VIP deluxe edition to release on DVD. She asked for $2,500 for an interview on it, and they passed. They wouldn't pay $2,500 <laughs> for Fuck an interview for you. the VIP edition. Yeah, total, total box off of over $140 million. 
and she got 100K. Art imitates life because they treated her like shit, just like in the fucking movie, her character. Wow. Everything you claim is the deep messages of this film is not deep messages. It's the stuff that it just says at us on the screen. It just fails to make me give a shit about them. Okay, well, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree, and we need to vote this out because this is the only way we're ever going to get through this argument. I'm going to be fair and say that we already know the answers to this, guys. I mean, obviously, I'm always right. But, Jay, 1995's Showgirls, would you watch it again? Surprisingly, there was still a couple of things we didn't really get to talk about. One of them is Al Torres, who is the owner or the operator of fucking Cheetah, the place where Elizabeth Berkeley is stripping. And that's played by Robert Davi, and he's actually fucking awesome. Robert Davi is an award-winning fucking actor. He's also a screenwriter, a director, a producer. He's a jazz vocalist. I mean, the man has been in fucking Die Hard, Goonies, Bond movies. Like, the man is fucking in a, a bunch of great shit. So... He is really fantastic, and he plays his character well, but the rest of it is flat and fucking shit. It's really, there's so much fucking nudity in it that if I wanted to watch a fucking porno, I'd just watch a porno instead of spending two hours on Showgirls. So no, I will not be watching Showgirls again. Dave, what about you? 1995's Showgirls, would you watch it again? You know, I gotta be honest. I was a teenager in the late 90s, early aughts. (laughs) A DVD copy of Showgirls was a hot commodity at the time. We didn't have high-speed internet yet, kids. And this was one of the earliest examples of, (laughs) hey, that celebrity that you like showed her titties. And her vagina. Yeah, you know, this was a lot for the age. So I'm not going to claim like I'm above this movie. You know, I had a copy of this hidden in my paintball gun case for a while. That's oddly specific, but <laughs> yeah. go on. Mom's never going to look in there. She doesn't care about the paintball gun. <laughs> it's very true. Right? But in 2020, I got to agree. If I want to watch porn, I'll just watch fucking porn. And the rest of this movie, like, dear God, this performance scares the shit out of me. At one point, they described the main character as... She doesn't dance, she prowls. And that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Every time she dances or is supposed to be sexy, it looks like a cobra that's about to strike, and it's fucking terrifying. So no, I am not going to watch Showgirls again. I was not excited to come back to it in 2020, and it was just as bad as I expected. Juice, we know what the answer is going to be from you, but we got to ask the question, Showgirls, would you watch it again? I mean, you know the answer, obviously, but let me... (laughs) Let me pontificate a little bit. Please. This movie had a deep story, and me and Casey have tried endlessly throughout these last 30, 40 minutes to get that point across to you. The fact that that point is lost on you means that I I don't even know where to begin with trying to describe the nuance that this movie brought. There were There were points of tension, and there were... Characters that got dropped off for no fucking reason, but that's okay, because they didn't mean a part of the overall story of what Vegas is. This encapsulates Vegas. This is what the Vegas that I want to go live in. So, yes, I'm going to reminisce about the days that I wanted to move to Vegas Yes. and sit down and watch Showgirls again. This is a great fucking movie. I honestly didn't even know they created a second one, so I'm going to have to go follow Penny's career, because... 
Penny, you're also beautiful. Fucking get it, honey. So, Casey, at the end of the day, you brought this movie. You satisfied. You made my night, without a doubt. But it's going to end on you here. I was thinking of you when I chose this. I'm endlessly in debt to you. So, showgirls, are you going to sit down and watch it again? This movie had so much unseen talent in it. Yep. Elizabeth Berkley dances like a shaved feral cat. Yes, she <laughs> probably. Yeah. She's in heat, and she's going to let everybody know about it. You get to watch Paul Atreides come in his pants in under three minutes. What? Did you just hit the fucking jackpot? I think so. No. <laughs> yes! No. This film had a beautiful lesbian love story where Gina Gershon pined, pined for Nomi and just wanted her for herself. And she realized at the end she was leaving and she could never have her. And the heartbreak in Crystal's face is palpable. Mm -hmm. That is the saddest mm -hmm. scene of the film. Okay, second saddest scene of the film. I'm going to have to say <laughs> Molly's brutal rapes yeah. the saddest. I misspoke. Right. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. But Gina Gershon getting left by Nomi, that, that also broke my heart. So, yes, I would definitely watch this movie again. Yes, yeah. there's gratuitous tit action. We all have tits, people. Everybody has nipples. Get over it. I just want to say really quick, though, when Nomi goes to the guy's house to beat the shit out of him for raping her friend. I'm going to say one faux pas of this film. You're supposed to match your lipstick to your nipples, not match your nipples to your lipstick. <laughs> she literally yeah. had bright orange lipstick on and had bright orange lipstick on her nipples, like a hunting vest it for him to good. find her nipples, I guess. Maybe he, you know, had cataracts. I'm not really sure. Hard of seeing. Listen, he was a country artist, so obviously she was pandering to his fucking genre. I bleed orange, bitch. Uh, but yeah, no, I would absolutely watch Showgirls again. Ooh. So I'm, I'm glad I could at least make one other person in shitty cinema happy. The other two, of you? Fuck off. Well, Jay, I was totally entertained. You were not entertained, so next week, you're going to have to try to entertain all of us again. Let's no. see where it goes. What are you going to continue Raspberry Beret month with? I don't know about that, but I know that I'm going to be ruining my childhood, Dave's childhood, Casey's childhood, at least a little bit, and possibly Juice's childhood, with Michael Bay's 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, man. I just need mm -hmm. to know one thing. Does she have a yellow raincoat on? She's I don't know what better. Megan Fox wears. Right. You better look like a discount right. Jubilee. You yeah, you know. Better I, be yeah, up yeah. In there. So she, is she playing April in this? I I guess I didn't look that far. I assume she's not going to be like Raphael. I fucking <laughs> hope she's April. <laughs> Jesus. She seems more like a Michelangelo to me. Mm, I don't and know. Megan Fox has Splinter. <laughs> 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 oh. Let's not draw too many conclusions. You're going to have to wait till next week to figure out if Megan Fox is Splinter or Michelangelo. <laughs> In the meantime, guys, thanks for listening. Do you have a shitty movie you want to torture us with? Hit us up on Facebook at sh.ttycinema. You can yell at Jay on Twitter at Bad Movies Bad People, and that's PPL. 
You want to help us sound better? Check out Patreon. Float us something if you can at Shitty Cinema. Now let's turn out the lights, get in a pool, and give Paul Atreides a spastic eagle, if you know what I mean. Ah! <laughs>